Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,362. This week we're celebrating the Quail. It's a motorsports gathering that takes place Friday, August 18th at the Quail Lodge and Golf Course in Carmel, California during the iconic Car Week. You don't want to miss it. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm, well... Supposed to be at the Quail, and we'll be there eventually, but I'm in Pensacola, Florida, with a very special guest by the name of Jeff Jennings. Jeff, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am indeed, Mark. All right, we're going to have some fun today because what you guys are doing uh, is one of those wonderful things that has been happening over the last decade. But before we get into that, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about Jeff Jennings? Well, gosh, uh, I mean, they know I'm a car nut, uh, but probably <laughs> yeah. not many people know that I, I, I'm actually, uh, um, half of my college career was spent in musical theater and opera. And so I've done a lot of singing and, and, wow. and theatrical work. And, you know, that certainly helped me in my business career because uh, I'm never afraid to get on stage with 100 people or 1,000 people. It doesn't matter to me. Well, that is very cool. I'll tell you, uh, you probably then know about Donald Osborne. I uh, believe so. Yeah, yeah. Donald's uh, he's been on TV shows with Jay Leno. He runs Audrain's. Oh yeah, Audrain Concord. Yeah, all that. And I've been friends with Donald for a long time. I actually met him at Retromobile in Paris way, way long decades ago. I think it was '07 is when we met. Uh, but Donald sings opera, and he was on the show uh, during one of my mom's birthdays. So he sang her happy birthday in a very operatic. So today's I'm trying to think of anyone's today's birthday, so we can sing a birthday. I'm sure it's somebody's. <laughs> birthday out there but uh this is very interesting because a lot of my guests have music backgrounds a lot of my guests have been musicians been in bands and if you think about kind of what you guys are doing there at velocity restorations uh i had a guy that runs a little company called singer on the show who came you know rob dickinson came with a music rock background so some uh, cars and music they go together right they do go together, indeed. Yeah, well, very cool. Well, I won't make you sing today, but uh, <laughs> maybe, uh, you know, at um, maybe you can uh, do the uh, national anthem the morning of the quail for them, like Donald does at uh, so many shows he does. So I'm going to give my friends a call at the quail and <laughs> see if they can get you to sing a song. How's that sound? If I, if they ask, I am up for it. There so. you go. Awesome. Well, let me give you an introduction here. Jeff Jennings is the Director of Marketing and Customer Service at Velocity Restorations, where they build classic vehicles for the modern driver. Integrating contemporary parts and components with vintage design, uh, they get the vehicles of your dreams with a guarantee of a production timeline. And that's the Velocity Pledge. Jeff started working in the classic car industry at the young age of 14 in restoration shop. His career includes 11 years with BMW, one of my favorite marks, time with Sonic Automotive, and later joining Jaguar Land Rover. He also had his own Restomod business, building Defenders. Very cool. Uh, being a lifelong car enthusiast with a love for getting under the hood and getting his hands dirty, Jeff loves the process of making something new again, and even better than new. He's combined his career with his hobby in life. 
That is the secret sauce to life. We'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our sponsors. So give them a little love. We're talking about the quail. We're talking about restorations. We'll be right back. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up, way up. But my usage was the same, and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations, and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Did you know that Cars Yeah is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership according to Lipson, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States. That's right. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars yeah has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars yeah every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyeah.com or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more. So, Jeff, we are back. So this uh, this course in life that led you to Velocity Restorations, before we talk about what you're doing there and the very cool builds, I want to talk a little bit more about your history in cars. It sounds like from a young age of 14, you kind of knew a path you wanted to be on. So could you walk us through some of these different career positions that you've had? Because you've worked with some iconic brands. Yeah, sure, Mark. So at a very young age, honestly, you know, I think my parents said that my first word out of my mouth was car. So <laughs> sounds like me. Yeah, they knew they knew it was a problem already, you know, from the very beginning. And um, so to kind of foster that uh, interest and love for cars, my dad basically at 14 years old got me connected with a, a gentleman in in the mountains of New Mexico who was doing classic restoration work, and and we literally tore down old Mercedes and BMWs and Porsches and you know a number of old old vehicle alfa romeos as well in this uh workshop just he and i listening to classical music basically tearing cars apart and rebuilding them and building these beautiful cars i mean they were you know amazing um rides and and i we actually did my first car which was a volkswagen beetle convertible and we put a a 356 uh b super 90 uh engine tuned up to an 85 yeah uh in that car and and so that's what i drove basically through college I knew I wanted to be in the automotive industry in my career, uh, and after I completed my my initial degree uh, at Pepperdine University um, in advertising and marketing, I um, went back a couple of years later 
to get an international business degree um, with a German uh, influence so that I could break into the German auto industry. I figured if I could you know, speak the language, understood the culture, I'd have a better chance of, uh, of joining one of those brands. And so the first brand out of, out of college that I joined was BMW. And, and what a great experience it was. They're an incredible company. I spent five years in the States and, and about almost six years abroad. Um, you know, and did everything from sales and marketing to distribution to training and then moved to Munich to do product planning for the Americas and then took over the training operations in, uh, at BMW United Kingdom and, and just had a really great career. And as I was moving back to the States, you know, I kind of wanted to start doing something a little different. So I decided to join uh, Sonic Automotive at that point and and really dive into the corporate side of of retail automotive and had a, a great opportunity to work with some super people on developing their overall strategy brand strategy uh their operational model for 150 stores that they wanted to operate under one singular model and then develop all the training and 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 development along that so that we could train their staff members and their gms on how to run the business you know and then then i wasn't doing much with cars for five years so you know and and was really wanting to dive back into cars and and had the opportunity because i'd had such a great time in the uk uh to join jlr and jagger land rover and um and spent eight years with them and in, in training and brand management for uh, the Landover brand and uh, love both of those brands. And that's when I uh, started getting into the rest of mod business with Defenders because um, I uh, started working with the company over in the UK uh, that was already doing the restorations and then uh, ordered two trucks from them and thought I'd keep one and maybe spend one and make a little money on them. And that was about 25 or 27 trucks ago. And, uh, and, nice. and actually started building uh, you know, our own because now we started to get into the rest of mod side of it um, and have built probably 12 trucks uh, as well, uh, full trucks yeah so really, really some fun fun things but i re- really wanted to marry my career and my hobby and one of the guys that i met along the way had joined velocity and he kept you know reaching out and saying hey you got to see this it's amazing like um you know the scale that they're working at is just unbelievable and we could really use your your marketing background and, and expertise and uh in operational excellence and training and development and and bring that to bear on on the Velocity organization. So I decided to take the plunge, and along with another colleague of mine from Jaguar Land Rover who runs the sales operation, uh, and we both joined Velocity really about a month and a half ago. So we're very fresh in business. Well, what a career path. And it's really interesting how these pathways and roadways you've taken have led to the next thing and the next thing. And a lot of it is like going off-road and coming around a corner and going, ah, look at that valley. we got to go down into there and let's climb this hill. I mean, what a wonderful career path. And Velocity restorations what you guys are doing there is so cool and you know i've been doing this show for a little over nine years and i've seen a trend and what velocity restoration is all about is a big part of that trend and that is for those of us who are more i'll call myself a more mature guy been around for a little bit uh, (laughs) we look back on our youth and typically the cars i've had a passion for my case, old Porsches were cars I wanted when I was in high school and college, but couldn't quite afford. I had a Carmagia that was my poor man's Porsche that I restored. So you'll appreciate that. I didn't have a Porsche engine though, but I did build it up to a 2110cc with dual Delardo carbs and made that car scoot along. But we all want things that will bring back the passion for our youth. But these days we want to do it in comfort and have a little more style, a little more safety, a little more speed. And that's what Velocity Restorations is all about. So walk us through 
You guys built some really cool things from classic Broncos to F-150, 250s, K-5 Blazers. I have a great story about that. Mustangs and, of course, the Scouts. So tell me more about this company. I love it. I got to tell you, Mark, it's it's extraordinary. And, and the tipping point for me was when I actually visited the production facility. That's when I said, oh, I think I need to join these guys. Because one of the things that all smaller rest of mod companies struggle with is timescale, you know, resource timescale and, and parts procurement and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, it's taking a year, maybe even a year and a half sometimes to build some of these trucks from start to finish. Well, Velocity has a full-scale production facility with four lines of production and over 150 staff members that are just dedicated to building these beautiful machines. Holy cow. And so, you know, we have a 135,000 square foot factory. And, you know, I know it's the Restomod business, but we're not actually, unless we have to, using any original parts. These are all brand new parts. They are brand new 1967 to 72 or so vehicles, whether it's a Bronco or, or as you said, K5 Blazer, the Mustang F100 pickup, F250 or the Scout. We are purchasing brand new bodies. We have a, a, a frame that's being constructed for us that creates better structural rigidity and, 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 and better dimensional geometrical suspension capability to make the ride better and the handling better of these vehicles. And then all of the componentry, whether it's the Coyote V8 engines that we get as crate motors uh, with the 10-speed automatic transmission to gauge clusters that are, that are manufactured through Dakota Digital and, and branded Velocity, all of these components and parts are brand new parts, and they create this level of creature comfort drivability, reliability that probably you cannot get in most of these other restoration shops. And one of the other unique things about it is because it's a full-scale production facility, we can do it in 14 weeks. What? No. Yes. Really? Start. Well, there's the secret right there because a lot of this, and I've had cars restored, I've raced vintage cars and have to deal with finding parts and everything. One of the biggest challenges is is the time frame. And I know some of these manufacturers these days building these things, it's years to get a car done. And, you know, when you want something, you want it now. But But even better, you're basically getting a new car that is an old car. So you get the best of all worlds. Plus, I would assume there's also safety features. Like I've had old cars that good luck trying to brake fast, right? <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. they're a little bit scary sometimes. Yeah, we're using Willwood uh, brakes and nice. bear brakes. Yeah. Uh, and we do hydro boost systems so that we can control brake proportioning better. Uh, I mean, these things go fast and they stop fast and they stop directionally dead on accurate. So whereas you would always have brake biasing issues with a lot of these older rigs. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. I, I can't believe the time frame though, but I get it. If you have a manufacturing facility, basically you're building brand new cars that are old cars. And when I come in there and I want you to build me a classic Bronco or I think of a Scout or even a K5, which I spent a summer driving a K, brand new K5 Blazer all the way down the tip of Baja and back up Mexico. It was just a really cool deal. I was a very lucky kid. I was only 16 years old and that car didn't drive that great. I'll tell you back in the day, but I'll bet you yours drive pretty cool. So when I come to see you, do I get to spec out all the components of my ride from color, look, power, all those things? Or do you have specific components that you put in so that the car can be built in that kind of time frame? So that's that's kind of the difference, right? So I know that there are some of our competitors that really 
highlight the fact that you can make a very bespoke vehicle. But what we find is about 90% of our customers, they want to spec color, uh, interior, some upgrades, maybe sound systems, wheels. Is it a hard top or soft top? But beyond that, they're not going that wildly off-piste to do mods to the engine or the suspension or braking. You know, we have a set menu, and, and that is how we can scale to get a 14-week lead time from start to finish. And we can build in the quality level because, you know, w- we've decided that we're going to warranty our vehicles for two years and, tw- and, um, two years and 24,000 miles. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, uh, from bumper to bumper. And then another 336 just for the powertrain. So it's five years um, and basically about 60,000 miles that you have a warranty. Wow. So, again, it's just like buying a brand new car, basically. Um, it's, yeah. yeah. This is so cool. I noticed on your website, too, you have a great relationship with Woodside Credit. Now, Mitz uh, Shatson, who is the president of Woodside, has been a guest on the show. I ran into him at the La Jolla Concord this year. Wonderful guy. Uh, so you've got uh, that relationship as well, right? Absolutely. So, you know, not everybody wants to plunk down two hundred and fifty or three hundred thousand dollars for one of these. So you have the ability to finance it in the way you want to. Uh, and we have that clearly defined on our website. And and um, as long as you trade that vehicle back into us as well, we will actually guarantee a future value of it, uh, depending on mileage that you put on the car. Oh but we want to capture those vehicles so that we can remarket them uh, as a Velocity pre-owned or certified pre-owned car. Yeah, you know, that's a really smart thing to do. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Henry, up at Intermechanica in Canada, uh, did the same thing, and it was a way for him to make sure that the cars he was building he could get back, make sure that they're accurate and correct so that when they were resold, and it was a great thing for his customers too because they knew they had a way to channel that car back to either get a new one or something different. So uh, you guys are doing an amazing job. This is really cool. And one of the really neat things is you're going to be having a couple vehicles on display at the spectacular Quail event during Car Week. Now, this event is uh, a crown jewel of that week. Of course, along with the Pebble Beach Concourse, we can't forget those guys because they've been around doing it a long time. But the Quail, I've been attending that event since day one. And if you're fortunate enough to get a ticket, and they're long sold out, but uh, you can get in line for next year. But you're going to have two vehicles there that week. What does that mean for you? Well, this is our first time to go to Quail. Uh, and and one of the reasons why I've joined the team is that you know we have the production element locked, right? We have the parts procurement uh, piece of it handled, all of our in-house R&D and our own uh, interior paint booths and things to do all of our production in-house. What we didn't quite have all pulled together was the media presence, the, you know, events like the Quail. Um, We just completed a a K5 Blazer launch program in the Hamptons this last weekend. Uh, So, those are the things that I'm going to be involved uh, in in the future. And and we're actually debuting a street edition Mustang, which is our upgraded edition Mustang. And it will be, I believe, Moss Green, which is very similar to the Bullet Car. Uh, and it'll be a fastback, a 67 fastback. Uh, and, then, uh, and then we'll have the Heritage Edition K5 Blazer. So this is the one I just did a full feature film shoot on and lifestyle shoot on and the eastern shore of Alabama. And so we'll be featuring that vehicle, I believe, in its soft top, guys. So we'll have a six-point roll cage with a safari top on it. And it is absolutely stunning. And, and probably the most important thing in both of those vehicles, all of the interiors and the billet exterior components are all in-house R&D developed and manufactured by us. Wow. So these are all the upgraded level vehicles that have all the bespoke interiors in them. 
Did you ever pinch yourself, Jeff, that uh, what you're doing right now is like dreamland? Oh, my gosh. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is so cool. Are you going to have anything else going on during car week where people, if they can't get to the quail, can come and see what you're doing? Absolutely. So we have test drives beginning uh, August 16th through the 19th. We have rented a, a property offsite in Spanish Bay. And you can actually just go to our website, uh, velocityrestorations.com, and go to test drive, and you'll see Monterey Car Week. And you can sign up for a test drive there. And, and really, you can test drive any one of the vehicles we represent, whether it's a Bronco, uh, a Mustang, the K5 Blazer, uh, the F100 and F250 pickups. All of those vehicles are going to be on display there, available to test drive. Well, there you go. Uh, this is just so cool. I, I just, I really, really love what you're doing. Fantastic. And kudos to the team and what you're doing there. It's just beyond Beyond imagination, really, when you think about it, you're becoming a manufacturer, uh, which is really, really cool. I want to talk a little bit more about you, though, and you've worked for some amazing, iconic brands. I would assume you've also worked around some amazing people. Is there somebody that's been highly influential or perhaps a mentor in your life that you look back and go, man, I'm sure glad that person was in my world? Yeah, I, I would say there are probably two people. Early in my career, it was Ed Huzak, and he was a retired full bird colonel from the Marines. He actually ran the entire logistics operation for De Desert Storm. And Ed was just an amazing man. He's since passed away about five years ago and, and, and a huge loss to many of us who were mentored by Ed in the field organization. And, and you know, he always taught us an incredible level of integrity that we needed to honor all of our commitments and and to be there on time and and to re really be servant leaders to the rest of the organization and so he was super influential on, on many of us at BMW early in our career. How did on earth did you get to be part of his circle? You know, uh, I joined the Southern Regional Organization and he was in Atlanta and basically I got a turn with Ed as a sales and marketing manager locally in the field and got to got to work under Ed and and what a privilege it was, honestly. Yeah, hoorah. Wow. And the second was uh, Steve Nash. He was my boss. He was the VP of After Sales in at BMW United Kingdom. Probably one of the nicest people I have ever uh, encountered uh, a great leader. He really, but one of the things he said to people when they asked him about managing Jeff Jennings is he said, look, you just need to clear the way and let him run and let him create magic because you don't want to cage him and his enthusiasm and his drive. And we created some incredible things together. And he is now the chief executive officer of the Institute of the Motor Industry in the United Kingdom and, and a very high-powered governmental uh, influencer position uh, for the motor industry. And, and he and I are still very dear friends. Every time I'm in the UK, I got to see he and his wife. Ah, how fortunate you are to have those two people in your lives. Well, let's talk about challenges because they teach us really valuable things while they may be very painful as we're going through them. Is there one situation in particular you could share? Yeah, I think, um, you know, in my career, I've been through uh, two sort of senior level uh, management changes. And every time you have CEO changes or or let's call them vice president of operation changes, th there's almost a complete reset. Uh, and and I had a, a boss that I had uh, joined with Jagger Land Rover um, that I, I knew actually from the United Kingdom, he ran Porsche UK and, and he hired me on and, and really cleared the pathway for us to create 
very quickly um, a completely revamped uh, training and development and recognition organization. And then about a year and a half after he started, he was pulled over to the United Kingdom to be the global director of operations. Um, and uh, and we had a, a, a senior leadership change, a CEO change uh, of the brand. And, and, and I feel like I feel like I went to hero from hero to zero in about <laughs> 24 hours. And all of us really had to prove to that new CEO, what we were capable of, um, you know, our, our dedication to the business, uh, our understanding of the brand, but probably, you know, most importantly, our uh, business acumen and strategy development. Like we, we put together a brand new process called executive review board. And I think everybody was like, oh my gosh, like how, how are we going to go through this? You know, this is going to be all the scrutiny on every program and things that we did. As long as you were honest and you put together a solid business case, he would challenge you constantly on everything. But as long as you were buttoned up, you would pretty much get a green lighted every project that you were doing mm. and have to deliver on the results, which I never had a problem doing. Um, but I was able to win him over uh, after a couple of years of working with him uh, that he trusted what we what we were doing. Wow. Sounds like uh, challenging, but great situations to be in. Lots of times companies don't bother with that. And that leads to decline typically, uh, especially in a large company growing. So wonderful situations. I want to learn a little bit more about you though, as well as we move through this process. And one is to have you share a special vehicle story. Sounds like you've had a lot of very cool rides in your life, but is there one that stands out you could share with us? Yeah. So in college, after I'd had the Beetle convertible, I actually decided to purchase a Porsche 924 Turbo, and and you know my wife, the woman who's now my wife, but my <laughs> girlfriend at the time, she said that's not a Porsche, it's a VW. Oh, ouch! <laughs> Thank you. Honey. Yeah, I said, oh, actually, it has an Audi motor in it, but you know, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> um, we're not splitting ears. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, we we shipped that car over to uh, Germany when I had to go over to school uh, for my graduate program in Germany, and I, I swear we drove the wheels off that car. Um, down up and down the Audubon. So when my son got into college, uh, he and I wanted to do a project together. So we actually bought off of Bring a Trailer uh, a one owner forty thousand mile nine twenty four turbo. Oh my gosh! Uh, wow. Yeah, that that he had purchased during uh, his time in Italy through the military program, and I had the original window sticker for that car and all of the records from the day he bought it for basically the last 40 years. It was amazing, the records we had. But we decided actually to convert that car to a Carrera GT package. Ooh. Yeah, so my son and I kind of went through all of the um, design build, uh, the modifications to the engine. Uh, we did a lot of the modifications to the engine with the air-to-air -air intercooler, the uprating of uh, a, a Norgren variable wastegate. So I taught him a lot of things about the mechanical work on that car through that project and i just recently about a week ago literally sold it to a gentleman who's a collector in Asheville, north carolina and it just got shipped to him but oh, wow. what a brilliant project a beautiful car in the end a silver over black leather um carrera gt tribute example oh my gosh how cool well there again there's a lot of correlations going on in your life jeff of things that you're doing you've done that relate to what you're doing now and that is you know tribute cars rebuilding cars reimagining cars um it's pretty cool that car stands out for me because when i was in high school i graduated in 1976 now the turbo hadn't come out yet i think it was a few years later 
maybe, but my a friend of my mom's loaned me his brand new 924 to drive to my uh, senior prom. And so I got to drive that from uh, La Jolla, where I was living, to uh, over to Coronado Island. We had our uh, our prom at Hotel Dell, and they parked it right out in front, which I thought was cool. But I tell you, the whole time during the prom, I just wanted to get back outside and go for a drive. <laughs> you know, I was like, that was the way I was going. But uh, very, very cool. You don't see many of those around anymore. They just kind of evaporated, didn't they? They evaporated, you know, they went into disrepair people, you know, I mean, they're not the most desirable Porsche out there, but it seems like now almost anything Porsche is bringing pretty, pretty good money. And and we actually sold it for, I I felt a very fair price, Um, you know, and, uh, and he's got a a tremendous vehicle actually. Yeah. Lucky guy. Well, let's, uh, let's crawl into your head a little bit here. A bit of a car psychology question. If you were reincarnated, pun intended, manifest as a vehicle, what would you be, be, but more importantly, why? So uh, after leaving, uh, you know, most recently I worked for Volvo uh, in Charleston, South Carolina. And, um, you know, when I (laughs) decided to join the land of buying my own cars again, you know, for my daily driver car, I actually decided to buy a Range Rover and and an L405 Range Rover. And, and, you know, I launched that car with JLR. Um, And what always impressed me about that car was its sheer breadth of capability. They talk about it in all the branding that we've done with JLR. but, But when you take that vehicle off-road it is extraordinary what it can do and that's the first version that went to uh, an all-aluminum monocoque uh, structure instead of the steel body and and shaved about 900 pounds off the car and so it created a much more nimble machine um, a more capable machine um, and the chassis rigidity of that car is pretty extraordinary as well so dimensional uh, you know, stability and, and geometrical stability with suspension is is also really enhanced. And I would say I would reincarnate myself as a Range Rover because it's both elegant and also extremely capable off-road. It's kind of a Swiss Army utility knife when you need it, but you can go from the muddy path to the opera and still be in style. (laughs) Nicely done. I like it. I like the way you related that together. How about a great book? We love books here on Cars. Yeah. Is there a book you'd like to share? So I would say it's not a car book, but it's interesting uh, because I used to use it in the, in the GM training program that I did with Sonic Automotive and it was called creating magic. and, And it was actually written by the former executive director of Walt Disney world resorts, uh, Lee Cockerell. And the the great thing about that book is it is all about how Disney creates magic and all the attention to detail that they pay in the parks with their staff, with their training program and regimen and all of the resort properties. Uh, And we used to relate it to the automotive business, you know, like look through your customer's lens, what they see when they approach your store. Is it organized? Is it clean? Uh, How does your staff greet people? And That was a book that was really inspirational for me when I would talk to people because it was not only about how to create a great sales environment and a great experience, but it was also about being a leader uh, and a servant leader to your team and trying to get the best out of your team to delegate authority to them and let them surprise you with the results. 
Yeah, and you're seeing that with car manufacturers these days. Uh, not all of them get it, but they are getting better versus the old days of going in with the, the guy with the plastic tie saying, how do I get you in this car today? You know, it was just this- Absolutely. Well, and, and, and I think if you look at the luxury business and what we're, we're trying to create with Velocity Restorations, um, we want that creating magic kind of experience when the customer first touches us to a test drive campaign to, you know, the thing in the Hamptons that we just did. Um, and then to vehicle handover, you know, it needs to be a premium level experience, which, you know, I'll borrow a lot of that context from creating magic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, definitely Velocity Restorations, you guys are making magic because as I mentioned earlier in our talk, you're bringing our youth, those of us who wanted these things when we were kids to today and can't be any more magic than that, right? And not only that, instead of you having to project manage, trying to get your truck done over a two-year period oh, of time, yeah. yourself, we'll get it done for you in 14 weeks. <laughs> I, I'm still blown away at that. Uh, that just is mind-boggling to me. Bravo to what you guys have pulled off. So let's go on the ultimate drive. I'm a bit of an enabler. A lot like Velocity Restorations, you enable people to relive their youth and have a lot of fun. If I could enable you, to get into any car in the world, don't worry about the cost. I'm going to park it in your garage. You can take it anywhere. But here's the key. You could take anyone with you, including somebody from the past who's no longer with us. What does the ultimate drive look like for someone like you that's driven so many cool cars? So I would have to say, number one, I would be driving a 1959 and a half Porsche convertible D Roadster. <laughs> nice. I did own one of those that we were in the middle of restoration. And after I was about $50,000 into the body, I said, oh, I think I need to pump the brakes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can get that way, right? <laughs> so it starts running away fast. And, yeah. and I had a BMW Z1 actually at the time that oh, I wow. brought up the United States from the UK. And I said, look, I don't need these two cars, I, I will keep one, whichever one sells first and the, and the convertible D roadster sold first. But, um, so I would be driving that and, and I would love to do, uh, the Millie Miglia, uh, and, and I'd like to do it, you know, pro- both my son and daughter are into cars, nice. um, you know, but my son, I think is a bit more into cars just because he loves sports cars and he, you know, he loves all the attributes of, of really German sports cars in particular. I think, you know, I would probably, be doing it with him to create some incredible memories. Um, you know, with my daughter, I go and and visit places like the Giants Causeway in Northern Ireland, and she loves to go to the uh, Dolomites in Italy, and she loves to travel and hike and be out in nature. And, and my son just loves to do stuff with cars. Lucky you. Oh, that would be fun. I, I got to do something kind of similar with uh, Henry Reiser and Inner Mechanica. My wife and I went up to uh, Canada and we spent a week with a bunch of his clients and he gave us one of his cars, which was a, uh, his are replicas, of course, but it was a 59 convertible D, but it had a 911 engine in it. Oh my. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. Um, yeah, he brought back a nice memory there. That would be cool. But to do it with your son, very, very special for sure. You have taken us on a wonderful ride today, and I can't thank you enough for sharing what an amazing life you've had and you're having with what you're doing with your passion for cars. Before I let you go, would you share maybe a success quote or a mantra with us? Oh, gosh. You know, I uh, I mean, I've studied a lot of leadership in my career, and there are lots of different types of leaders um, you know, whether it's a dictatorial leadership or command and control or, um, you know, and I, I, I like to sort of see myself as um, a, a servant leader and, um, you know, somebody who really tries to look for things going right and to emulate what that 
good looks like with the re- the rest of our team. But I, I think one of the mantras that I uh, really hang my hat on is is actually one from General George S. Patton. And he said, you know, uh, number one, he said, leave me, follow me or get out of my way. That was one <laughs> from him. But the other one was define clearly uh, the objectives for your team and then let them surprise you with the results. Like, don't just hover over them and micromanage them. You know, let them be the lead. Let them be aware. Give them the responsibility, the accountability and the authority to execute the plan and let them surprise you with the results. And I really like all the time. Yeah. Oh, I wish more people would do that. The other one might be a little harsh, but you know, sometimes <laughs> when you got to get stuff done. Yeah. But I think, uh, I think the second one is much stronger and builds a much stronger team for sure. So I love it. How can people learn more about velocity restorations? I mean, they can simply go on our website, velocityrestorations.com. They can look for us on the socials at velocity restorations, uh, whether it's on Instagram or TikTok, um, Facebook, we, you know, we post all, all over the map. Um, we've, uh, We've actually had a lot of uh, uh, press write-ups on the Mustang and the F100. Uh, most recently, we're about to launch um, the K5 Blazer um, press release on uh, July 31st. So I would just look for us on on the web and on the socials, and uh, and you're bound to come across some of our content that I produce. Absolutely. You're going to be blown away by what you find. And if you're fortunate enough to attend the Quail this year, a motorsports gathering. Of course, it's in Carmel, California. It'll be Friday, August 18th. Go up to Jeff and his team and say hello and enjoy what they've got on display there. But if you can't get to the quail, but you're there during car week, you can look them up, uh, like you said, on their website and go see some of their vehicles and maybe sign up for a test drive. Now, that would be pretty cool. So, uh, Jeff, you and your team have a wonderful time at the Quail. And again, I want to do a shout out to our friends at Con Media because they bring me so many wonderful guests, Nathan Espinosa, Luke Walsh. Uh, Thank you guys for bringing Jeff to Cars Yeah, You hit the ball out of the park once again. Jeff, until you and I talk again, I usually say I'll see you down the road, but I'll see you at the Quail. See you at the Quail. (laughs) Sounds great. This was wonderful. Hey, I want to do a congratulations to my daughter and son-in-law. Today, they delivered us our first little granddaughter. So welcome to the world, little princess. It's going to be a fun ride. I am so excited. And your big brother, he's pretty excited too. Welcome to the world. What a very special gift. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!